0: Welcome to another episode of the Global Startup Movement. I'm your host, Andrew Berkowitz. Today we are joined by another storyteller in the world of startup ecosystems, Stanfield Gray, the CEO and founder of DigSouth. In 2011, Stanfield organized a relatively small tech conference called Dig South in his home state of South Carolina, and since then has grown it into the leading tech conference in the Southeast and has expanded the scope to be really an all-encompassing media brand covering tech and startups in the South. Stanfield himself is a part of the Aspen Global Leadership Network and was recently named one of Time Magazine's 31 people changing the South. This episode was a lot of fun to record and Stanfield was really a great guest to have on, and I know you'll enjoy this one. Stanfield is also the host of The South Pod, which is Dig South's own podcast covering tech and innovation in the South. I would definitely recommend checking that out. But without further ado, I'll now pass it off to Stanfield Gray, the CEO and founder at Dig South. Entrepreneurship
1: has become a global phenomenon. Uncover the stories of entrepreneurs and investors worldwide, from Sub-Saharan Africa to Silicon Valley and beyond, here on the Global Startup Movement. Now,
0: here's your host, Andrew Berkowitz. Stanfield, it was great meeting you this past spring at Collision Conference, and it's good to finally have you on the show. Why don't you start us off with telling us the story of how Dig South came to be and, and really where, where the idea came from?
1: Super excited to be here. Thank you for having me on the podcast. When I launched Dig South seven years ago, or initially had the idea, it, the kernel of it was to produce an event, a conference that could uh, do a number of things. One, try to stem the, the proverbial brain drain. Uh, in the South, and two to help companies launch, scale, and grow here that were uh, focusing on digital innovation, primarily in the tech space, and three to invite leading global brands to come to Charleston, come to the South, and and meet you know and interact with form relationships um, find clients help raise capital just get involved and pay attention to us you know sort of like we're jumping up and down going hey uh, you know, there's things happening besides Silicon Valley Boston New York and other tech centers that were bubbling up here now in 2011 when I when I had the idea that a lot of people kind of laughed at that and thought really there you know there's tech in the south and um, I felt like that with the emergence of BlackBaw and Benefit Focus and Red Hat and, you know, a number of other really strong companies, of course, Dell Computing and Austin and things were happening there that it was viable and that it was starting to happen here, starting to take off. And in a really small scale, we couldn't get any media attention and we really couldn't get, um, you know, people to focus on, on supporting those ecosystems. So that, that was kind of the idea. Um, what I did what what happened was I was working at the College of Charleston running the first mobile app there. It was a walking tour app. It was the first one in the country. It launched in two thousand late two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It took us about a year to develop the project. And this was, you know, immediately following the Apple store opening up to outside developers. And that I got really excited about that and social media was beginning to emerge. You know, Twitter had launched in two thousand seven at, at um South by Southwest and, you know, at least they're kind of, they're launched beyond San Francisco or the Bay Area. Um, So I was really inspired by what was happening in the digital media channels and in that space on a personal level. So the college sent me to the Ad Age digital conference in New York in, in 2011, very small conference. And Dennis Crowley was there, the founder of Foursquare, which was taking off at the time. Arianna Huffington was one of the keynotes. Um, Jim Bankoff is now chairman and CEO of Vox Media. He was one of the speakers. And it was such a small conference that you could meet everyone, you know, all the speakers, the audience. And I was blown away with what was coming down the pipeline. You could tell that, you know, this was going to be an exciting era in the digital world. And so um, I returned to Charleston. I was excited, but then I was equally frustrated. I thought, well, how do we make this happen in the Southeast? How do we help companies and entrepreneurs, you know, bring their ideas to life in a way that doesn't get you know left behind like it did for decades earlier? So like when I graduated from the University of South Carolina in the nineties, if you wanted to work in cutting edge technology, anything innovative or in the media space, you basically had to move to New York or the West Coast or to a, a large you know, urban center that was Known for that, um, it was very difficult to do that in, let's say, South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia. You know, CNN being the the kind of the low, the outlier there in Atlanta, and what Ted Turner was able to do, which he was mocked and laughed at with the idea of launching a twenty four hour news channel out of Atlanta. So you know, there were there was precedents for um, for uh, you know, developing tech in the South and doing things on a large scale, but it had not you know, trickled down to the entrepreneur on the street. You know, how how does the guy, the kid who knows what start what a startup you know should be and has an idea or an inkling of it, or perhaps someone who wound up in the South and had had lived in Silicon Valley, you know, how do they get engaged and involved? So I put all that together in my mind. I you know I kind of thought about, you know, the skill set I had. I produced events, I worked, you know, in technology uh, on the app, I had done marketing and I thought, okay, what does all that look like? Well, it's a conference. You know, I, we should do something like at age and, and like the interactive component at South by, which was beginning to grow and launch it here in Charleston and see what happens. So, uh, that's where we were in 2011, 2012 is, you know, I had an idea. I had a few friends in the tech space. I knew some of the, uh, the leadership of the local companies and I shopped uh, the idea around.
0: I really like the approach that you took as well. Like in, in addition to that, you also did a, a crowdfunding type uh, way to raise capital, I, and I like that a lot for a conference because it gets you the capital and it also gets you the audience as well. On the other side of it,
1: right from the very beginning, I thought of Dig South as a movement, you know, and we came up with this mantra: "Succeed in the South." You know, it was we're the underdog. We're going to prove it can be done, and uh, we're also going to put on a great conference, a great experience that on par with anything national. Now, you know, although the, the Charleston Digital Corridor and Spark, a tech company here that has since been acquired by Booz Allen Hamilton, Blackball and Benefit Focus, these companies liked my idea. and they, they said, yeah, we think, you know, we'll support that to some degree and we'll you know, send some people there. Spark was our very first cash sponsorship, which I took as a metaphor, you know, literally a spark, get this underway. And, and it was kind of a, you know, a wow moment like, hey, somebody will actually pay, to sponsor and support what is right now just an idea. So, um, but I wanted to know if there was a grassroots underpinning to this, you know, would the community with the entrepreneurs out there get excited about it? And what's the best way to test that? And so the idea was to launch a Kickstarter campaign. We thought, okay, well at Kickstarter, you know, it's kind of proof in the pudding. You either meet your goal and you keep the money at that time or, or you lose it. You know, so this will be fun. And we set a very modest goal of about fifteen thousand on the platform and um and we, you know, launched the idea and we worked like maniacs for about forty five days. You know, I think it was a little under six week campaign. Um I talked all of my friends into volunteering and being part of Big South, which was at that time in my garage, you know, we had the, um, the classic startup in the garage kind of experience and you know lo and behold we met the goal and we actually did a little over 20,000 in Kickstarter funding due to a few companies that couldn't give through the platform but wrote us checks outside of it and were listed as part of the campaign so you know I felt like wow you know we raised twenty thousand dollars off of this we had a $5,000 check from spark this is legit you know so then we had to prove that it could be done. So I basically called in every favor I, I've ever had of friends of mine who are now living in uh, the Bay Area and in New York primarily and said, hey, you know, putting on this style of conference is going to be modeled after Ad Age and TechCrunch and South By and a few others, but it's going to have a very unique focus, unique um, mission to grow, launch scale and grow companies right here in the South. And, you know, my friend said, sure. Yeah, that sounds like fun. And, you know, worst case scenario, Charleston's beautiful. We'll have a great time. And uh, and it worked. You know, the College of Charleston stepped up and got behind it. They were one of our lead sponsors. And it was uh, an exciting first year. We brought in Robert tursik as our keynote. Um, Robert had been head of digital at Sony. And after that was the first president of the OWN Network, uh, launching um Oprah Winfrey's enterprise there, he, he really was top shelf. We've continued to be friends since then. And he legitimized, you know, just, just set the tone with that keynote. And then the sessions that followed, everybody was really inspired. And, um, you know, seven years later, we have a strong conference with over 2,000 attendees a year. Oracle is a main, you know, one of our chief sponsors. We've had Salesforce and IBM and Twitter and Facebook and Amazon, you know, through CreateSpace, a lot of companies participate and get involved just from that initial little seed of the Kickstarter campaign. So you know that that moment really inspired us,
0: right? And so talk me through where the the startup ecosystem was at the time, uh, because I think back in. 2011, 2012. So let's see, when uh, my, my first startup, I actually built in, in, uh, Columbia, South Carolina, and that was 2015, 2016. And so at that time there was somewhat of an angel capital network that was established across the state. But I mean, where, where were we at really back when you were starting Dig South?
1: So there were a couple of angel capital networks and there was what sometimes is called country club money. You know, there were, there were, um, people who had done well in legal and accounting and other traditional fields that um, now wanted to invest in companies. But um, there wasn't much of a network that could tie startups based here um, to the follow-on capital that really could help them scale in a meaningful way. So Nate DePore is a good example. He worked at, was one of the early employees at Benefit Focus, then launched People Matter, which is now part of Snagajob, but, you know, Nate had to raise money from Nora Mosley in Atlanta and on the West Coast. He's friends with uh, Francisco Partners. And he, you know, understood that it was going to be very difficult to do it, just raising money within the state. You know, today we have uh, about seven or eight angel networks, several smaller VC funds. And we have the attention of, you know, Revolution Ventures and Blue Run Ventures and Um, Nora Mosley and, and, you know, many of the VC firms from out of state have have sort of followed Steve Case's rise of the rest mantra and are paying attention to companies uh, based in the southeast in particular.
0: What were the challenges that, uh, you know, because when you went to AdAge, you came back and you said, we need more storytelling around entrepreneurship here and so obviously storytelling was one of the big gaps in the ecosystem and that's one of the reasons why I originally started this podcast focusing on emerging markets because that's that's the gap that I saw besides that you know what what would you say are, were really the gaps in the ecosystem around that time period
1: that's a great question so what we did is we did a discovery calls with some of our top sponsors and speakers some surveys, and we really tried to get at the essence of what we could provide and what we thought was missing in the ecosystem. We narrowed that down to our three Cs, which are content, contacts, and capital, capital opportunities. So on the content side, that was the storytelling. You know, how do we get the message out? In uh, the first year of Dig South, we brought in Shane Snow, a Fast Company reporter who um, helped. You know, it was funny. He uh, interviewed Nate and several other people, and they coined the phrase Silicon Harbor, which was kind of a funny mantra at the time that, that people could rally around and debate whether, you know, whether that was accurate or kind of silly or fun, but it created the conversation. So we got Fast Company to pay attention. And since then, we brought in um, Charlie Warzel from BuzzFeed and uh, Steve Lohr from the New York Times and uh, many, you know, Lauren Feldman from Forbes. And in order to help tell that story. So part of that was national media attention. Part of it was sharing those stories at the conference, um, generating podcasts. We now have SouthPod, which we produce to help tell those stories. Then on the contact side, that was the relationship building. You know, when we launched Dig South, um, we were doing uh, monthly meetups for, and we were mostly focused on early stage companies and, and Tech After Five had launched and out of Greenville, and they were doing an event in Charleston, the digital corridor, Charleston digital corridor had some talks on Fridays, but that was basically, yeah, it. it was very small. There, there wasn't a lot of activity fast forward to today. And we now have you know one million cups and we've got startup grind and startup weekend and women in tech and about a dozen other organizations producing events around the conversation of entrepreneurship, startup, startup ecosystems, inclusivity in tech, you know, all kinds of important topics. And, um, you know, that that was really just not only exciting, but it validated that what we're doing and what and the contributions of everyone together in an ecosystem could really grow something special. You know, beyond that, so so in our you know, in our case, we decided to move into more growth stage companies, second stage, and focus on those because now, you know, fast forward five, six years later, we had access to that network through those contacts we've built. So, you know, as our network grew, we also grew and our influence grew and we were able to connect with larger brands and larger VC firms that could support the companies that we attracted to the conference and that we interviewed and that we covered on our blog. So that was the the contact relationship part. And then the third piece, the, the capital opportunities that I just mentioned um, we initially started with a single pitch event called Wild Pitch that was within the conference, which we continue to do today, and it's it's open to um, companies you know all over the country. And then we added uh, we partnered with QC FinTech and Dan Roselli out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, QC has you know, their accelerator program is obviously focused on fintech, but those companies have pitched for the last um, three years at Big South and the full cohort. And then we also had the Colt cohort of the Charleston Harbor Accelerator, a part of the Harbor Entrepreneurship Center based here. And so, um, you know, we continue to expand the number of companies that can present, can participate, and that has helped us build a network of um, investors, you know, angels, um, VCs, uh, private equity, and many other groups that, um, you know, now participate Dig South, uh, They funnel companies to us. That they'd like to see pitch. They stay in touch year round and ask about the progress of certain companies, ask for introductions. And so, those, the content, contacts, and capital continue to be our, our core focus. And I, I think that's been an important part of how we've been able, able to continue our mission, but also help flesh out what the ecosystem looks like and tell that story.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting tidbits there. The, I mean, w- within this context of startup ecosystem building, I think. Taking on that role of, of being the storyteller for your ecosystem, and in my mind, it is one of the most important and valuable things that an e- ecosystem builder can provide to their, uh, their local startups, their local startup community. I've never really viewed myself as, as being a part of the media per se. And so I, I think what's interesting is uh, you probably felt the same thing as you've built Dig South. You start to get, kind of get lumped in by certain people as, as being part of the media. But I mean, I'm not not sure how how you feel about that in particular. One thing that I would love to hear from you is when it comes to being that storyteller, what lessons have you learned about being a good storyteller and kind of building a brand around that?
1: That's a good question, especially in um, reflecting upon our role, whether we are part of the media or something quasi Different, you know, we we have had to work through that because we are a champion of a region uh, of companies here, and at the same time, we've tried to remain somewhat uh, agnostic, you know, in our approach. Like we're we're not Charleston South, we're you know we're we're not dig Charleston, I should say, we're dig South, and that was very intentional because we felt like the region has a history, a culture, a certain identity that, that people are familiar with. Globally, even, you know whether that's foodways and music and politics and you know for better or worse in many instances. So I felt like that if we took this approach, that we were going to try to build uh, you know inter- connections and relationships with, with Chattanooga and Atlanta and Nashville and DC and Charleston, that we would be, better be able to compete for uh, capital and talent and all the things necessary to grow with uh, Silicon Valley and Boston and New York, you know, that we would be stronger together. And I think that's that's proven the case. I mean, I, I think a lot of people who go to Venture Atlanta and, and CED and um, Next and Greenville and Dig South, that we largely know each other. You know, we're aware of it, of, of kind of who's operating in the space and whether you attend or not, I think most people are sort of tracking and following the development of the startup ecosystem in the south and and in particular in the southeast so you know that's been exciting to me to see how that develops um now you know sometimes people want you to be the the champion of only their city and kind of like a, a chamber of commerce would be you know in in our role in our case we've had to make sure that that we were providing as much attention and interest in the other uh markets as well because I really strongly believe that the strength is is through that collaboration for all of us. I think if we're too myopic and we're too kind of insular and we're we're only thinking about uh, and well, let me back up for a second. So you do need some people that are only the champion of that city very focused on that. You know, I, I'm in no way criticizing the the local champion. They're incredibly important to what we do in our ecosystem. But our role we see as Connecting that champion to the champion in Raleigh, to the champion in Louisville, you know, to the champion in Jacksonville, and then bringing them all together for a type of summit each year at Dick South so that they can, um, you know, find ways to do business, do uh, you know, find more clients, recruit talent, um, do all of the things necessary for them to scale and grow. So I don't know if that answers your question specifically, but, you know, it is a fine line between... Serving as a type of media outlet that is is advocating and promoting on behalf of a certain region, and while at the same time welcoming everyone globally to come in and partner and share ideas and do business, and I you know I, f- I hope we're threading that needle as, as well as we intended.
0: Yeah, I, w- I would definitely agree in that. I think each individual city and town should have their their local champion that is connected into the ecosystem, understands all the players, understands the the landscape of the local ecosystem, and then at, at a higher level, connecting those local players together, that can really do a lot in accelerating uh, nearby hubs, which which it seems like you all have done and that you've connected all the local champions across the Southeast and provided a, really a, a platform to storytell. And, and I definitely think that's powerful. And, and now that you all have been doing that for about... I think 2011, so about about seven years now. Maybe let's focus in on on South Carolina in, in particular. How has the startup ecosystem really evolved uh, since you all started doing this?
1: Well, um, it's evolved in a number of ways. There's there's a great much greater connectivity now between Greenville, Spartanburg, um, Columbia, and Charleston, in particular, and, and down to Beaufort. Um, you know, Venture South, Charleston Angel Partners, Capital. Angels, um, Upstate Carolina Angel Network, um, Good Growth Funds, you know, there are a number of people now that are looking at, that are providing capital to those companies, but more importantly, I think the companies are developing really good connection points with Clemson, you know, through ICAR and through the University of South Carolina, Uh, the College of Charleston has greatly expanded its computer science program, its entrepreneurship programs, so you're seeing the universities get behind it. Um, we receive support from the South Carolina Commerce Department, from Charleston County Economic Development and other groups. And and so, you know, they're I guess the, the story now is being read and written by crafted by all of us. You know, everybody understands that, you know, entrepreneurs are the backbone of America and that, um, you know, South Carolina is gaining national recognition initially that that started through advanced manufacturing, you know, with Boeing building the Dreamliner here and then the Sprinter van and BMW in the upstate and, um, uh, Volvo now launching the North American headquarters outside of Charleston. But, um, I think that got the world's attention and now we're kind of in, in the next phase of that. How do we tie in, uh, how do we connect companies to advanced manufacturers that are doing cutting edge technologies like, uh, carbon fiber, you know, uh, development, 3D printing, IoT, connected tech, AI, you know, all of the exciting things that are happening in the space that are, are kind of dovetailing into the hardware world as well. And then, um, how do we uh, help nascent kind of startup companies grow and expand and remain here when they raise capital and not immediately think of moving to a different urban center? So I mean, that's been the biggest change I've seen is that maybe it's just a fundamentally a belief that you can do it here, you know, that, that it can be done. I mean, we've had several strong exits or exit events, um, Blackbot and Benefit Focus publicly traded companies in South Carolina now. Um, Chartspan and Greenville is doing exceptionally well. Ceteris, Boomtown, you know, uh, some of these, especially in the second stage, growth stage companies are getting traction and, and proving that, you know you can do it in smaller markets, and you can connect globally, um, and you know it can be done right here in South Carolina.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the the belief that you can do it is, I mean, that, that that's really the game. A great example of that is is really Estonia. Uh, so Estonia has a really robust and and pretty thriving startup ecosystem, and it all really started because Skype was actually built in Estonia. And once Microsoft acquired Skype back in the day, you know that kind of instilled this belief in, in the local tech community that wow, a global tech company can be started and scaled from Estonia. And and, and since then, that's really played out in a, a lot of different big tech companies being built there. De- definitely uh, a belief that you can do it as an ecosystem is is something that's very powerful. Uh, but Sanfield, I really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, maybe finish us off with. Talking a little bit about the next dig south and maybe what what sort of partnerships or collaborations that you, you would be looking for.
1: Thank you for having me today, Andrew. It's you know I love talking about this and, and you know, trying to tell the story of what's happening in the south uh, for entrepreneurs and um, you know the next phase of dig south is. A couple of things. One, we're gonna continue to grow the conference. So we've got our umbrella tracks in marketing business and technology, but this year we're expanding our FinTech and blockchain track and we're expanding our health tech track based on demand from our sponsors and speakers. We will continue to bring in top shelf executives, experts and entrepreneurs to tell their stories and and, uh, tie into the companies within the region. And then we've launched ETC South, which is our executive tech council. So that launched about six months ago. It's a peer-to-peer group, but primarily second stage um, executives from second-stage companies that are focused on growing and scaling and meeting each other and, and kind of diving in a little deeper on topics multi- you know, three to four times a year more beyond the conference. Then our podcast, you know, with SouthPod, we've um, John Yary and my co-host and I are focused on telling these stories and documenting them. So when they occur at Big South, we we're John is you know, exhausted by the end of the conference, as he has sat on the the you know, proverbial talk show uh, couch with um, most of our speakers and many of our, our uh, thought leaders and, and conducted twenty to thirty interviews a day, and then we distribute those throughout the year. In addition to recording more, so we want that content to live on. We want dig south to be thought of as a 365 day um experience and company not just the conference itself so we've we've got our you know all these tentacles out there now our blog our podcast our executive tech council um last thing i'll say is is we're doing a new event on october 25th called dig on the half shell and the idea is it's exactly halfway to dig south on october 25th here in charleston and we're going to focus, we're going to do a half day of sessions and we're going to have oysters on the half shell naturally with champagne. But the theme today the is double your growth in half the time. So, you know, what if suddenly your, your competitor is going to market next week and you didn't anticipate that and you've got to speed up the production cycle or your boss walks into the room and says, well, sorry guys, I didn't raise the money. We have half the resources and half the time, but we still need to meet our goals this year and stay alive. So the speakers will focus on that, and uh, we're going to drill down into it, and we're going to then we're going to continue that momentum, bump that up from October 25th on a runway all the way to Dig South. So we're inviting you know everyone globally, of course, but in particular entrepreneurs across the South to, to come to Dig South Tech Conference on April 24th through the 26th at the Charleston Gileard Center. You know it's um, we're going to prove that we can succeed in the South on. You know, at scale on any level in any industry, so it's an exciting
0: time. Well, that's great. I mean, I, c- I could definitely vouch for uh, for Charleston and any uh, any excuse that that anyone can make to take a trip down there is is something that they should definitely take. And so, um, you know, really appreciate you coming on and uh, look forward to to definitely attending Dig South. And and yeah, thanks thanks for coming on.
1: You're always welcome. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for listening. Be sure to add Andrew on Snapchat at Burke. that's A-N-D-B-E-R-K, to see firsthand a day in the life of an entrepreneur in cities all around the world.